very welcome back to Genius Hack. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Rainy Tuesday. Y- yeah. It's always raining. It's always raining. Always raining. It's supposed or, to be a heat wave this week, though. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, hopefully we've got that to look forward to. It would be quite nice to actually get out of this cold and dampness. Yeah. Mm. I mean, maybe it's a heat wave that will last, like, five minutes. But, like, you know, an Irish heat wave. <laughs> yeah, it's Ireland. Our heat waves last all of, yeah, yeah five, five minutes. minutes. <laughs> five minutes is a heat wave. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a wave. Yeah, it's it an is. actual wave. It lasts the same time as a wave <laughs> <laughs> and a quick thank you as well actually we got a lot of uh, really good feedback about last week talking about the whole article 13 article 11 yes, thing yeah. um, we got a lot of actually nice feedback on that as well on the Facebook so thanks very much for everybody who commented on that that was pretty cool yeah um, just and thought it was Facebook really is. And oh see the social media <laughs> uh, we're just genius hack on Facebook that's the easy one the easy one to remember <laughs> um, Instagram is genius underscore hack 925 mm-hmm. And why are they all different? Twitter is just genius. Un- no, there's no underscore. It's just, no, yeah, it's just genius hack 925. There you go. So get in touch with us on any of those. Uh, get involved. <laughs> if you can work out what the hell we just said, yeah. get involved on any one of those things. If you find us on one of them or all three, you win a prize. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, yeah. it's like a treasure hunt. We don't yeah. know what the prize is yet yeah. because Orla just like dropped us in it now so we yeah. kind of have to come up with a prize somehow. <laughs> no, it's because no one can find us on all three. Ah, clever, yeah. clever. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there. There's a special bonus if you find the YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have a packed show today. We've got loads Thank of stuff you. to get through. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk a little bit later about some of the kind of interesting predictions and stuff that were made uh, <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> I was a big fan back in the... Actually, I say back in the day, I'm not really old enough to remember. I've seen them repeated years later, but uh, Tomorrow's World, the shows like that <gasps> oh that used to... Oh my God, yeah? I forgot about that. And talking about inventions that we're going to have. We should probably have flying cars by now yeah. and replicators from Star Trek by now. But no, we don't, but oh, whatever. Wow. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about some of those predictions. Some of them are a little bit embarrassing, I mm. must say. But I, we kind of we have some ones that are correct too. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to kind of go into that a little bit later. Um, and then we were also talking about uh, kind of voice activated technology and stuff like that. If we've time, we'll move into that a little yeah. bit later on in the show too. And of course, we'll have our news. Yes. Uh, so we've got all that going. But uh, first on the show, we've got like a we've got an interview going here just uh, this morning. It's not this morning. I, I think I'm just. It's, is it wishful thinking? I'm wishing it was the morning. Um, I'm or maybe I'm just. That tired, I feel like I've just gotten out of bed. Yeah. Um, first of season two, though. Yes, interview. actually, it is the first interview of yeah. season two, so there's a there's an honour. <laughs> um, but yeah, we people might know about the the Dublin Makers events that go on and some fantastic stuff that come out of that. But for people who don't know, we're going to learn a little bit about that today. But they also have a, an open call running, and we're joined by Vicky Toomey Lee on the show to tell us about it. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Great to today. have you on the show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we were going, we were saying uh, Dublin Maker, of course, um, is who you're on to talk about and represent here. Um, for people who maybe just don't know or haven't heard about it, could you give just even like a brief synopsis of kind of what it's all about? So uh, the Dublin Maker takes form of a show and tell experience where inventors and makers are sourced through an open call. So this is what uh, I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> so they will have an opportunity to showcase their creations in individual booths in the carnival atmosphere. So it's. Um, so uh, it's for crafters, educators, tinkerers, hobbyists, engineers, artists, science clubs, commercial ex- exhibitors. It's basically everyone, mm. so young and old, come along and um, 
just see all these amazing kind of creations and also have a go trying things out uh, as well. Yeah. Um, there's like there's lots of um, kind of find out what a hacker space is so you can visit uh -huh. our local ones like TOG is um, is our local one here in Dublin. Uh, you can check out 3D printers. There's lots of craft things like paper craft stuff that's happening there mm. as well. There's local crafters like uh, the Weavers are there. That was last year because um, I wasn't I, I attended Dublin Maker in the past, so I always walk around and there's like so many things to look at, you know. And there's lots of experiments to try out, and it's great for young and old. Mm. So, um, so that's the kind of the gist of Double yeah. Maker. It sounds yeah. fantastic. Like, it sounds like a great event. And yeah, it sounds, I like once you said three D printers, I was like, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Or was immediately interested <laughs> when three D printers come into the conversation. They fascinate me. I think they're so cool. <laughs> But no, it's fantastic that they've like it's open to so many different types of people, so many different disciplines, and people can try different things, and uh, very accessible as well. Like you know, if you just want to go in and, and get in and get involved. Yeah, it's a very family friendly kind of um, kind of uh, uh, event to go to. It's quite open. It's in mm. Marion Square. You can walk in. There's n there's no like having to register for tickets. You could just walk in. Uh, you know the entrance. And uh, just have a walk around. There's um, there's f there's a kind of a food trucks there as well. Mm. That's one I saw from last year. So, and there's a stage and there's music and there's like oh, lots cool. of things happening. And you can just chill. You don't have to see everything at once. Yeah. And, and the weather generally is quite good. Although I might jinx that this year. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Yeah, you've just said it now. Just like <laughs> let it be known now that that you said it, and it'll be held against you now if the weather's bad. <laughs> but yeah, generally, like there's just so much going on. Um, and and. Uh, I, I keep see, seeing lots of cool things like um I saw I think what was like a <coughs> their dark tent is a tent which they blackened out with dark kind of material oh, wow. and cool. inside you can actually see kind of LED and laser projects that people created wow. like the, just hobbyists so yeah. there's a lot of hobbyists doing stuff things like that so thing is um, with this open call people can just bring their project it does not have to be extremely polished or yeah. have any finesse you know, as they said I think on, on their uh, uh, the open call they said if your project looks like it's been thrown together in a garden shed you know <laughs> so much the better because that's what we love as most yeah. of our projects yeah. probably do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, if you try to, f you know, uh, polish it off, then you get so stressed about it. it's not yeah. fun anymore. Yeah. And the whole point yeah. of, for me, from Double Maker, it's all about the fun and creativity, and also learn a lot about the whole kind of um, teaching about the whole kind of uh, science, technology, engineering, mm. the art side of it, because we're very creative in the math side of things. So it's a great way to introduce that to yeah. um, a lot of people. That's unreal. And is there like a specific, specific, <laughs> specific age target that it's geared at, or can anybody? Anybody can turn up. Oh, yeah. brilliant! That's so the yeah. best age bracket. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just even. Um, I think I remember there was a a, a stall, and uh, they were doing screen <coughs> printing. And they had a cat versus dog photo going on. <laughs> so I've obviously I voted for the cats, given yes. that I'm. Yeah, and with you are we all cats? People don't yeah. see uh, what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing a cat jumper. I have a cat tattoo. <laughs> I've no, I've nothing cats, but I'm cats in here. So pointing at my chest as I say that. By the way, I realise we're on radio. <laughs> the dogs were winning, but the thing is, um, um, after um, a lot of queuing, uh, because I had to let the kids. I can't just oh, you know push aside the kids. Uh, you get to get a free screen print of whatever you choose, a little ah. card that you can give as a present. Ah. So. You there's lots of things like that there's you know out like there's lots of um you know fun creative activities yeah. you know to be had a double maker that's so cool and it's brilliant because i think st stuff like this i think when people first hear about it it could sound like oh, i'd really like to get involved in that but maybe it seems a little intimidating to some people or something but it's great to know that it's not an intimidating environment at all it's mm. fun it's for everybody yeah it's not just all about technology or yeah. it's not about being you know so it's, if you are interested if you have a project and it's your pastime and you're, you're favorite thing I and mean, you want to show it 
to everyone yeah. and also get feedback because some people might want to have a project at home but you know they like to get people to try it out you know, yeah. and uh, so it's a great way to actually show off your project and spread the word and maybe a way to get people to get involved with them yeah. so for um, yeah so there was just so much to see like I uh, that was from last year alone mm. so I can imagine what kind of um, kind of applications we're going to get this year yeah and that's the thing like you don't know what to expect I think that's what's really cool about it like you could get anything like yeah. unreal it's really really cool and as you said the number of different disciplines that are going to kind of be there people from loads of different backgrounds and all skill levels as well yeah and also the you know there's all um uh, for parents who are curious like all mm. what kind of educators are out there as well mm. they're running all these kind of types of events outside like uh so double makers an annual event yeah. but what's happening you know what's uh, out there so it's a great place to see all these things kind of in the one central location, yeah. and you can find out about all these activities, you know, uh, informal and informal kind of education, I suppose. Cool. And, uh, like, we love, we've talked on this show before about, like, when it comes to, like, I suppose, inclusivity when it comes to science and technology yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, we've talked about, like, uh, you know, women in STEM subjects and stuff like that before. So it's something that, like, we're really interested in yeah. when it comes to that kind of stuff. So to see something like this that's accessible to everybody, that's not like, you know, you have to be of a certain level or you have to be blah, 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 blah. It's like, come down, get involved. It sounds like great fun. Have fun. <laughs> I still remember one of the really early um, kind of uh, uh, Double Makers projects uh, was a friend of mine. And I think he tweeted and it actually, I think um, it kind of, um, I think what it is, I think it was a stitched out, you know, stuff. It, it, oh. it basically actually printed. It actually was like a, a printer, but it was like weaving something else. Oh, yeah, I've seen what you seen mean. These. You've seen, you've seen yeah. that one. So it was like a more. It was like a pet project, to be honest. Yeah. But it was like it was one of the early kind of um, uh, um, festivals. And then mm. I I saw it like in public because I've seen it in the the talk hacker space. Yeah. But actually seeing it with people just like going completely. Oh my god, this is so amazing. Yeah. You know, can I try this now? Can I try this and yeah. try that? And it's great to see yeah. see people actually just. Um, uh, curious about it, how it's made. Yeah. That's all. That's the whole thing about yeah. it. Is actually instead of just as well as playing around or yeah. trying to, uh, you know, test how things work, mm. you get to find out how these are created and the yeah. creators are there. It's like curiosity yeah. and cre creativity got yeah. married, and yeah. <laughs> and, the <s> <laughs> and, <this Yeah. laughs> and the spaces are there as well. So you can actually talk and say, oh. You're based here in my. I didn't realize ah, you're in my locale. Yeah, oh, and you I can see. actually drop in and things yeah. like that as well. So it's a great place to find out all mm. these kind of kind of creative activities. And a great chance to network. I think mm. is a, a big one here because obviously sure. when anybody who's in the kind of creative industries, I suppose, would know that networking is massively important and that um, <laughs> the net networking is massively important and sometimes difficult, I suppose, to kind of find other people who are maybe in the same line of work as you or looking to get into the same thing. You could meet your future business partner, I suppose, or something like this, <laughs> or somebody who you just work on a project with down the line. It's fantastic. It's really good. Yeah, I think um, one of the, you know, say, I did say, I, I think there was one that will, um, was really cool was, um, I think it was a commercial uh, uh, company that makes um, kind of masks and stuff for f films and mm -hmm. TVs oh, and cool. stuff like that as well. You probably see them in other conventions. People are dressed up yeah. in this like really looks really kind of real, realistic kind of uh, replicas. So um, you have all these other, they're, they're just, they're also makers and crafters, yeah. you know, yeah. as well. And and everyone loves it, especially the kids because they get yeah. to go and say, oh my God, you know, that is a job. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so imagine, you know, it's not just like uh, uh, making things, you can realize, 
you can actually, you know, um, uh, grow up and do something that's yeah. really cool and mm. creative. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of um, kind of an extraordinary type of jobs that you There's can really grow. There's a line of work here that people maybe didn't realise existed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Um, but of course, we're talking about as well the open call. Uh, we're obviously looking for makers and creators and stuff to get involved with this. Um, and what's the process in doing that? Like, how do people get involved? So what you should go to is um, the website, www.dublinmaker.ie. And there's a, uh, at the top, there's an open call um, uh, that you can click on. Mm-hmm. And the uh, deadline is May the 1st. So you can okay. just submit your details. There's a very quick, f- there's, a, there's a form there. Once you click on uh, open call, there's information on how to submit, submit uh, your projects. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, once, uh, once that deadline uh, is gone, um, I think the, the judging process starts, I suppose. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's probably like my, it will be my first time. So I'm looking forward to it to see yeah. all these applications. Yeah. I'd imagine the judging process for something like this must be so horrendously hard. hard trying to pick who, you know, like which projects to go with. Yeah. And it must be. Oh, I'd love to get all of them. I just want to expand yeah. the whole of Marion Square to take in every, all the projects. But, you know, <laughs> but that's that's just me. But yeah, definitely uh, just visit uh, uh, kind of dublinmaker.ie mm-hmm. and uh, open the open call mm-hmm. link is just right at the top. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. That's fantastic. And I'd say, like, as it's an annual thing, like, it's really cool to see how things change <coughs> on a year-to-year basis as well, not just for people working there or submitting, just for people going to see. Yeah, and it's a great uh, kind of fun day out yeah. for the whole family as well. So, yeah, and it's great if it's, um, you know, you can just have lunch lunch break, you can just, yeah. like, have a wander <laughs> to the park, yeah. and you get to see lots of cool stuff as well. That's Brilliant. true, you know, too. And have your lunch there, you know, yeah. their food yeah. there. <laughs> That's the thing, like, maybe your project isn't ready for this year, and that's cool, maybe you can apply for it next year, but yeah. go along this year and sort of see what it's all about. And talk to have the other look. people, yeah. Yeah. you know, say, oh, I have a problem in, you know, whatever part of the project. And, yeah. Yeah. and there's lots of experts there, yeah. so... Uh, so do talk to people. Don't be shy. I think yeah. if young and the young, young folks or like the kids have no problem talking. Yeah. It's the adults who are terrified <laughs> of talking to all the creators and makers out there. That's always the story, isn't it? Yeah. The, kid, the kids will go straight up. But yeah. What's this? How does that work? Poking at it, poking <laughs> at things. Why does that happen? <laughs> oh, this all sounds fantastic. Yeah. And I think anybody listening who thinks that that's something they'd love to do or get involved with, definitely uh, give you guys a shout. Get the application yeah. in, and you never know. You know, you might as well try. You know, you can't, what's it? You can't, you, if you're not in, you can't win. Yeah. You, know, you might as well give it a shot, you exactly. know? And it's not all about, you know, coming out on top or getting a good, getting a prize or anything like that. It's just about getting your project out there. Yeah. People seeing it, people kind of maybe even being able to kind of say, you know, maybe, you know, this, this is great. Have you thought about doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, someone might have a, a great idea that makes you realize, oh, wow, I didn't even see that. This kind of stuff is fantastic. I think they're the great opportunities for these types of events. And even the whole experience of submitting, like you said, whether you get in or you don't, like just going through the process, seeing how it works and things like that. It's a great experience. Mm. Mm. A lot to learn. Well, Vicky, thanks very much for coming in to join us. It Thank you for inviting me in. Yeah. We'd love to talk to talk to you again closer to mm. the event as well yeah. and maybe kind of give people some information on exactly what's going down. And sort yeah. of I'll be delighted to. I'll bring as, um, as many of the members, yeah. <laughs> the, the rest of the organisers along as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Bring a few people down. The more the merrier. <laughs> We've got more microphones. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can make that work. Yeah. Uh, but definitely it'd be fantastic to get you guys out a bit closer to the event as well and kind yeah. of you know spread keep spreading the word. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, brilliant. But thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thank Bye-bye. you. That was fantastic. That was so interesting. And I had actually, I hadn't heard about it until the interview, really. Yeah. Until, well, they got in touch with us. And that was the first I'd heard. 
But it's a great, uh, like Marion Square. What a lovely area. Marion well. Square is a fantastic venue for yeah. stuff. I don't know if you've ever been to like performancey things around yeah. the old street performance festival that used yeah. to happen in Marion Square. It's lovely. Um, I don't know whether they still do it. I don't think they still do it. But no. I remember that used to be a really cool event. I used to love going to it in the summer. Yeah. Uh, went to it two. I think me and my dad went to it twice. Uh, really cool. It was a really great great event. But it's a great space. That's it. The space is perfect. Yeah, it's, it's accessible. just big enough. But it's not crazy big. Yeah, it's and nice. it's not. It's in town, like it's in the city centre, but you're not, like, you, you can, it's away from everything else. Yeah. Like, it's away from loads of shoppers and stuff. So, it's it's a nice area, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a really, a really cool spot. place. But, uh, fantastic. Thanks again to Vicky for coming in uh, and having that chat with us because it yeah. it's really cool and it's an event. I reckon some of you guys, more creative types listening, yeah. might, uh, might find it really, really interesting to get involved with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, moving on, I suppose. Uh, the show must go on, as I say. <laughs> And um, the Queen song is popping into my head. Uh, incidentally, oh, Moulin Rouge is popping into my head. Uh, oh, I see that's my breaks. favourite Queen song. Is it? Show must go oh on. no, it is a fantastic uh, song. I love it. Moulin and, uh, Rouge just breaks my heart, though. So. Well, that song <laughs> breaks my heart because yeah. of how like late it was in Freddie's life. Like he was really unwell recording that that's song. That's it. Oh god, um, that oh breaks my heart. <laughs> it's also sad. I love. Uh, song. We better make it upbeat again. <laughs> uh, we're gonna look. We talked there at the start of the show about how we're going to kind of look at ideas of maybe look to the future. Well, or look to the past looking to the future yeah which is probably some of the things that are actually now in our past yeah. that oh they my thought God. Were, were our future you've confused everybody <laughs> thanks thanks for that that was great <laughs> y'all are welcome but we had a, an interesting idea where what we might do is this week look at um, predictions for the future from people years ago yeah and whether they w- got them right got them wrong how it all kind of went it went it how it all went how it all went that's really good English huh? <laughs> <laughs> how it all ended and whether or not the th- how it all ended and whether or not the things that they predicted were true yes and then maybe next week we'll uh, maybe come up with some predictions for what we reckon yeah. we're going to see in the future so that years down the line we can listen back and go oh god yeah <laughs> how did we think that was going to be a thing <laughs> and do let us know your predictions as well if you do want to get in touch yeah absolutely because our Twitter is Twitter would probably be the best place Twitter and Twitter and Facebook so Facebook yeah. is just Genius Hack and then our Twitter is nine, Genius Hack uh, 925 you put, put the 925 in the wrong part Genius Hack 925 <laughs> is our Twitter so do like comment on our post or tweet us something with like what what are your predi- predictions for the future and we can read them out next week perhaps mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, and but, yeah, we'll add those into ours maybe as well. So we'll yes, have like yeah. a, a time capsule of predictions, yeah, so that we can embarrass ourselves like these people oh, of did. <laughs> Although some of these are from like the eighteen hundreds, so I don't think they're listening. Well, you never know. <laughs> you know those vampires; they're <laughs> they don't go out much, so they listen to a lot of podcasts yeah, and radio. I'm, I'm assuming they probably yeah, do. Yeah, you, you'd know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, being one. Yeah, being. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if I don't make it back to the next show, you know why. Um, <laughs> but going back to the eight, to not just the 1800s, but 1800, exactly, mm. for ah, the first one here. Uh, on the do- nose. I'm going to pronounce this guy's name wrong. Uh, Dr. Dion, Dion, Dionysus? Ooh. Dionysus. Dionysus looks Yeah, that good. looks right. Uh, Dr. Dionysus Larder. A lot of Ys and Is. A lot of Ys, yeah, yeah. and Ss. Yeah. But anyway, he was a professor. professor mm, I can't <laughs> speak today. What is wrong yeah. with me? You have no excuse with professor. I'm Sean Connery. He's a professor. <laughs> professor. <laughs> the professor of philo- was the professor. If he still is, that's really impressive. <laughs> but he was the professor of uh, natural philosophy and astronomy at the University College of London. This is a quote from him mm-hmm. saying that uh, talking about rail, and he said rail travel at high speeds is not possible because passengers <laughs> unable to, would be unable to breathe and they would die of asphyxia. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, maybe maybe he didn't mean high speed travel like, like we, what we know. Yeah. But maybe he meant like light speed rail travel, <laughs> where like um, maybe, maybe it's say even in that case it would. Well, actually, no. Probably like compression would cause the train to smush, and then you'd get squished to death. No, because uh, I think they've kind of worked out that if like once you're inside something, because oh. you you don't feel speed, you feel acceleration. But you feel the and inertia. You don't actually feel speed. Oh, yeah. Think about it like when you're yeah, in a really yeah, fast yeah. car, you don't feel yeah. how fast you're moving, or when you're on a train, yeah. but you feel it speed up. Yeah. So you it, you don't really feel speed. Yeah, that's true actually. Oh, so yeah, we can't. Yeah, because it levels it out because your yeah. body's not really experiencing it in the way that they would have kind of expected. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose in his mind, what he was thinking was, and to be fair, 1800s, a lot of people would have been going around on like horse and carriage type yeah. things. So what they would have experienced is if they got up to any speed, there would have been a lot of wind in their face. Yeah. Very difficult to breathe. Yeah, because you know, even on a roller coaster. Yeah, it can like, be hard to breathe. It can be hard to breathe. So they put, well, not, I don't think he was going on many roller coasters. You but never know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it'll turn out he was actually the man who invented the theme park. Yeah. <laughs> he invented the first roller coaster. But there you go. He didn't think rail travel would be a thing. And um, spoiler, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> we, we travel by rail. You were wrong. Mm. Um, there was a, this is an interesting one. The quote is, uh, I'm going to read the quote first. It was, drill for oil? You mean drill into the ground and try to find oil? You're crazy. Uh, <laughs> This was Associates of Edwin L. Drake. His name is much easier to say. Yeah. Um, who turned down his suggestion to drill for oil back in 1859. Uh, later that same year, he succeeded in drilling for oil. <laughs> he drilled the fourth oil well. No way. So, um, yeah, he was dead right. Yeah. I mean, you look at the kind of modern world. Obviously, we're, we're trying to move away from fossil fuels yeah. and stuff now. But up until now, uh, yeah. the world was run on oil, oil essentially. Like... That's mad. It's mad to think that like something that was so essential to technology mm. and so essential to was like the industrial revolution and yeah. stuff like that happening. People thought, ah. Would you say it fueled the industrial revolution? See you guys next week. That is the end of it. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if I will see you guys next week because that was just, that was bad. <laughs> just when I thought this show could not sink any further, the new depths have been discovered. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Orla's tired. She's not long <laughs> off a bus. <laughs> oh God! It's People who say puns don't make them happy are liars. <laughs> Some, if you show me someone who says they don't like puns, I'll point to that person and say they're a liar. I'll or show you a liar. They're joyless. Yeah, puns. <laughs> like I mean, even if you hate them, you crack a smile. I like a pun, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the telephone. Mm-hmm. The telephone is something that uh, I think most people have. Yes. <laughs> I think we've. I think I, I would. Re- I'd reckon it's been relatively essential mm-hmm. to how the world has kind of grown. Uh, Communication. There was an internal memo sent within the Western Union, though, which didn't think it would be, um, saying that uh, the quote was: "This telephone has too many shortcomings to be seriously <laughs> considered as a means of communication." Oh wow. <laughs> But, you know, Morse code, flawless. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah, that and one's grand. letters that might take weeks to get to the other person. Yeah, yeah all perfect. good. You know, all pigeons, good. they're really reliable. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah, can be once yeah. they're trained and they don't, like, die or get eaten by a predator on the yeah, way, you know. Yeah, yeah they're fine. <laughs> but, like, you have to think, like, what could they have considered shortcomings? Because that's the thing. The memo doesn't actually tell you, like, what they considered the shortcomings would have been. They're probably sending it via telegram and they didn't have enough, like, 
space for for more stops. <laughs> Just like yeah, no, this does not work. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Um, I don't. I will fully admit I don't understand telegrams. I don't know what the hell. It, I don't what the telegram. I don't I even really get. I think they used Morse code because and then like somebody would translate it because it's like boop 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 boop. And then somebody would like translate it into words and give the telegram to the person. Prizes for anybody who knows what she said in Morse code there. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be repeated on radio. Um, I actually just offended everybody in Morse code. I'm thinking maybe the audio quality was just bad. Maybe that's what it was. Oh. Maybe early on. Because you think about it, like audio quality couldn't have been great. Because mm. now audio then, quality yeah. isn't all that good on a mobile phone. Yeah. Um, Can you hear me now? Yeah, exactly. How many times have you had to say that? I was only taking a phone call the other day and literally had to hang out my back door <laughs> because it was raining, so I didn't want to go outside, uh, but I couldn't get any signal, signal in the house, so I had my head out the back door, yeah. hoping I didn't get soaked while trying to talk on the phone. Um, but it could have been that. could also have been the fact that they were a bit cumbersome. Like True. They're they not were what these, we knew. Like. No, it was like a tube with a thing that you talk into and yeah. another cone that you hold up to your ear yeah. and that was how you did it so they weren't super convenient by any means no so that could have been part of it too they weren't convenient whereas now and we see them as convenient and they would have operators as well you know like the switchboard mm. where like people would like plug the different lines into things yeah like and that was in the 20s yeah so, and, so like that really like, awkward yeah like that one was 18 what 76 mm-hmm. so in the 20s it, I that was nearly, what, 40 years later? And they were doing that? Yeah. They had to go so to an operator how awkward stuff. must how, it have been early on? How bad was it then? Although I suppose then there was less lines, so you probably didn't need... No, that's it. Not it. Like, I mean, even my parents' time, like, like my brother's time, there was a waiting list for a phone, like, wow. in Dublin. Like, to order a phone? Yeah. Like, you'd that's use crazy. the neighbour's house phone because you you were waiting for your phone, like... Oh, yeah, and, like, I remember... Um, your my parents like. telling me stories of having to literally run out to the phone box yeah to make a phone call yeah like <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I suppose simpler times in Much a way so, yeah um, this one's interesting because I don't really understand how someone could f- can consider this bad or a possible <laughs> failure they're talking about the light bulb mm-hmm. um, the Edison's kind of patent for a light bulb or his idea for a light bulb Um, And the quote is, this is from 1880. Everyone acquainted with the subject will recognise it as a conspicuous... Did I say that right? Conspicuous? Conspicuous, no. Yeah, conspicuous failure. So, light bulb, basically, this person essentially said, anybody who has any idea what we're talking about here when we're talking about light bulbs, so anyone who's had any experience with a light bulb will know that, no, it's it's crap, it's a failure. Because, you know, candles are super reliable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're sitting in a room right now lit by light bulbs. gas (laughs) lanterns. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what was the what was the alternative? La- lanterns, yeah, gas like lanterns and candles. Fire, yeah. Fire was the legit alternative. Lighting small fires. I mean, to be fair, in their defense, like they fire was working for them just fine for eighteen hundred and eighty years. True. So <laughs> and probably this new fangled light in a glass. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Electrical light. Yeah, no, fire. <laughs> and millions of years, even. I like to try to look at it from their point of view a little bit, like mm. we did with the last one. Maybe they were like incredibly dim. Like maybe <laughs> not. No, not the people. <laughs> not, not the people. <laughs> maybe they were just dopes. Like. Maybe <laughs> maybe the reason they didn't realize it worked is they were a little bit stupid. Uh, no, maybe. Maybe the light bulbs were a little bit dim. Maybe, uh, Maybe the lanterns were bright. It's one of them, them days. One of them, them days. One of 
them nowadays. One of them them days. But well, maybe that's what it was. Maybe the the light bulbs were just kind of because it's right. Everybody would have had to get electrical, uh, some sort of outlet in built into their house. Yeah, and I'd say for one that was expensive, and it would yeah. only be for the upper class. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like you'd maybe like have upper one in, upper class. <laughs> would you even have one in each room? That's the thing as yeah, well. Could you sorry. afford to get one in each room? Yeah. Or is it going to be one of those things of like the rooms that the family are going to be in regularly? We'll get yeah. a light bulb. And what did he, was it even in houses? Was it more for like parliament businesses? And and businesses? Could have yeah. been too. Yeah. Uh, early technology mm. but this is and we'll see a few more in this list as we go through but these are the kind of things where it's like you couldn't I couldn't imagine the world now with no light bulb we would be sitting in darkness right now a lot of darkness doing this show which would not be overly convenient no hmm. our eyes would probably be really good at like seeing in the dark though I do eat a lot of carrots so I'd be fine with that one oh, okay yeah. there you go and I'd mm-hmm. be probably blind because I'm not a big fan <laughs> of sweet vegetables what? there's my there's there's one you might not know about carrots me. are the best ones no carrots and broccoli Ugh. That's that's a that's a topic on its own, but carrots and broccoli are my jam. They're possibly two of the worst vegetables. No, they're not. Well, carrots, okay. Excuse broccoli is me. awful. I love broccoli so much, and I went through a phase. As this is such a tangent, but I went through a phase when I was a kid of not liking broccoli, and I was really upset that I didn't like it anymore. And I grew out of the phase, and I've loved it ever since. Happy with sausages. That's the kind of child I was. But I mean, sausages, well. I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat them anymore. But they're nice. <laughs> but broccoli... So you're like, admitting broccoli is not... <laughs> no, but like they're stereotypically accepted as nice. They're like, just tiny like, trees. Broccoli. They're just tiny trees. Delicious tiny trees. They're and just I tiny love trees. it very much. You can keep your tiny trees. I'll eat all the tiny trees. Tiny trees. It's Ah, oh, I've become contagious. <laughs> anyway, um, airplanes, they're great. I enjoy them. <laughs> um, but according to Simon Newcomb, Newcomb who is a Canadian-American astronomer and mathematician, mm-hmm. um, he st- made this quote 18 months before the Wright brothers had their first flight. Okay. He said, uh, flight by machines heavier than air is unpractical and insignificant, if not utterly impossible. <laughs> now, in his defence, I'd probably in hit, be in his boat back then. Mm. Because, I mean, like, my dad was an air traffic controller. Like, he, he's worked in aviation for my entire life. And I'm still just like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. And, like, he's told me how. And I'm just like, I, I understand it on, I know how it works. Yeah. I know what happens. But I'm like, how is that how it works? I want to know the how to the how. Because how is science allowing this to happen? Yeah. Like, airplanes <coughs> weigh a lot. Tons. Like, and some of them now are like triple deckers. Yeah. <laughs> what like, is happening? If you look at like if aliens come here and they see an airplane, they'll be like, what do you mean that's in the sky? No, they wouldn't. If aliens came here, they'd be way more advanced than us. They wouldn't bat an eyelid at an airplane. No, because they're so <laughs> advanced. They have better technology for flight. But yeah, but they probably the, designed an airplane for us. Yeah, but not using the same stuff as we did. You're just not clued in with aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a vampire, you're an alien. Yeah, the fella, I already knew I was the an alien. The ultimate duo. <laughs> um, and we should right, have a cartoon. We should. Vam- <laughs> the vampire and the alien. Yeah. Uh, it's probably been done. Um, <laughs> cars are also something that are quite handy to have. Cars <laughs> are around all over the place. But I, I enjoy them. If this person well. was to be believed, and maybe he is, I don't know, maybe I've been looking in the wrong place, but <laughs> is there horses and cars still everywhere? Not quite everywhere. Yeah, I don't really see them too often. Same. But uh, apparently the horse was here to stay. Uh, the automobile is a novelty, a fad. Oh my god! It's mad to think that there was a time when somebody thought, people genuinely thought that 
it was a fad. This was the, the president, uh, president of the Michigan Saving Bank uh, advising Henry Ford's lawyers not to invest in Ford Motor Company. Wow. Ford, as in... As in Ford. Ford, you know, Ford. The Ford we know. One of the biggest car manufacturers in the world, that Ford. Ford yeah. Fiesta. Them lads. Yeah, Can't them. think of any other Ford. Ford Focus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <All> <laughs> A lot the of them start with Fs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they're the only two I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, they thought it wouldn't be a thing. And this was like, this was back in 1903. Wow. So, so just over 100, 100 years, years ago. 100 years ago. They honestly, and uh, I mean, okay, all these people are like, you know, one or two people's quotes mm. of what they thought. But you have to kind of assume that if one person thought that, they weren't the only ones exactly. thinking yeah, They that had way. people behind them backing yeah. this. Like, especially if they've made it onto websites like this. Mm-hmm. Like they had supporters. Yeah. Absolutely, like you know, there was obviously hard. there was people who believed in it. Yeah. So there was people who honestly believed that cars just wouldn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, take them and leave them. They're fad. Yeah. But again, right, we try to put ourselves in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Early cars were very slow, and you had to crank them. Like yeah, they weren't very powerful. Yeah. So you could kind of see why you've got this. Horses, you didn't have to crank; you just had to no. pet. Yeah. Feed. But could you imagine the comparison? You've got this one fella flying down the road, with two horses pulling them along and moving yeah. quite fast. Yeah. That's a two horsepower vehicle. <laughs> um, but whereas this, the car, early cars, I don't even think they were one horsepower. Maybe they yeah. were just barely one, but they were so slow. Like there's an episode of Top Gear where they actually drive one of those really old cars. Really? Like, it's, it wasn't the first car, but it was one of the early cars that was made. And they're driving around in it and it's so slow. I'd say they're more of a status symbol than... Oh yeah. Like then, like, what's the word? Um, not acquaintance. Not equivalence. Then uh, um, oh, another word for easy. Like I don't know. It'll yeah, my brain's not working yeah, either, so yeah. I can't even help. <laughs> 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 they weren't. They weren't something that was kind of you know a handy thing to have. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I'm just wrecking my head and I'm trying to think of the word know, you're trying to say because I know what it is you're trying to say. No. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think it begins uh. with an E. I feel like it's an E G <laughs> word. But yeah, they thought it was a novelty. They seen it as a genuine novelty. Yeah. And. Uh, well, well, I suppose early on, maybe it could have been seen that way. But what I think is crazy with this one, right? This one's from mm. 1916. Yeah. So e- even more recent and not, you know, just over 100 years ago. This was yeah. not that long ago. This was talking about the introduction of um, tanks. Mm. It, it, was a, it was a comment from a field marshal who had just been um, shown a tank, basically had been demonstrated, uh, t- demonstrating a tank. Um, and he said the idea of cavalry and cavalry obviously being like horse backed soldiers and stuff like that. Like the Christmas uh, song. Yes. Being That's replaced so. by these iron coaches is absurd. Uh, it is little short of treasonous. Oh. So like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I Why wonder. treasonous? I don't know. That bit kind of confuses me a little bit. Is it because like the horses would have been like, you know, part of the empire? Possibly. Like treated, like respected. Maybe it's sort of treasonous because you're sort of implying yeah, that a, a machine the... can do more than subjects of the queen, sort of a thing. Oh, you know that kind of thing. Oh, maybe could it's be like something, something like that. Along those lines, yeah. Um, but yeah, like to think. I suppose again, we're trying. We're, we, mm. It's very hard for us to kind of put ourselves in their shoes, really. But we're kind of trying. We're being fair to them. <laughs> you look at people now when they talk about drones yeah. and how skeptical a lot of people were and still kind of are of the whole idea of drone warfare yeah. and using them in battles and stuff like that and a lot yeah. of people said oh it's ridiculous it's just a toy it's not going to yeah. work it's, that's it's not going to yeah and I mean this is probably this, a similar thing you have to think about it from their point of view it's a massive machine yeah that they're saying is going to replace people yeah and 
people first of all people don't like that when you say no. a machine is going to replace I would, that has not changed no like, that will not change no. I don't think <laughs> until we become just like completely normal and nor- it's until it becomes normalised yeah I suppose then it will be a bit more kind of where the machines get the jobs first any jobs like oh oh it's a human job weird mm. <laughs> <laughs> humans do jobs <laughs> will, will we get to that point where it seems a bit strange that humans have jobs yeah <laughs> 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 this one I, I think is is mad uh, this was Charlie Chaplin yes who, I know this one everybody knows Charlie Chaplin a uh, famous actor mm-hmm. uh, I, I mostly know him as an actor but he's also a producer director I have um, a quote on, I, as part of my tattoo one of his quotes oh do you what is mm-hmm. it make this life a wonderful adventure it's from the great dictator it's the I first know, time I know because I used that sample in a song I wrote no yeah, I used the whole thing from. I'm gonna show you that song at some point. This is a I bit of an aside. I used like sections from that speech, oh, sampled throughout the song. So did Paolo Nutini. Really? Yeah. He stole my idea. When did he do? It? <laughs> um, about five, six years ago. Oh, he definitely stole my idea. My song's older than that. Get on to that. I'm getting onto that uh, lawsuit. Um, that was, sorry, another fun fact. That was the first time he w- he spoke on camera. Yeah. Like what an iconic speech to be the first noise you make yeah. <laughs> and it's unreal camera. if you haven't seen that film or even oh, just that speech like, just, the, just the speech yeah. the film is amazing as well but if you don't have that long the speech anyone wants to link to me song uh, the speech is pretty <laughs> much nearly all in the song so I'll send it on to you um, but yeah his quote was uh, the cinema is little more than a fad it's canned drama where, what audiences really want is to see flesh and blood on the stage um, <laughs> ouch yeah <laughs> And the fact that that was in, like, that was his field. And he was still like, nah. But, I mean, he was wrong in the sense that cinema was a fad. It wasn't a fad. Like, Mm. I mean, we still, I think, and I think it's about the experience. Because people have talked about the death of cinema a lot. Like, oh, like, streaming. And it won't die. Exactly. (laughs) Like, streaming is going to kill cinema. DVDs will kill cinema. Uh, TV Mm. is going to kill cinema. But it's it's the experience. It's the ritual. It's the... It's because it's, it's an activity like and that's similar to theatre. Yeah, but I was going to say yeah. it's still along those lines. It's yeah. like it's theatre for the average person. Yeah. In a sense, yeah. because I mean, a lot of us maybe like I, I like theatre. I've, mm. I've never I haven't gone to many things, mm. but it's sort of and I'd say in those times as well, it was probably seen in a similar way. It was mm. accessible theatre. Exactly. It was basically kind of the same thing. Yeah. But it was just bit, that bit more accessible. It yeah. was probably cheaper. Um. You could have these cinemas in every town. You could mm. have a small little cinema. So it was probably one of those things that kind of maybe people who were lower class or below working the class, class working class, yeah. who couldn't maybe afford to go to the theatre or yeah. wouldn't be seen in a theatre. Because um, like there was yeah. a there was a much bigger disparity back then. Like nowadays, oh, yeah. like you can get theatre tickets for a fiver depending where you're going. Mm. But like back then, like. Theatre was way more kind of upper class, yeah. like aristocracy <coughs> and all this. Like True. Fan- literally fancy pants. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they all wore very fancy pants. Yes. <laughs> um, and no, I think that's, it's mad because like he had such a big career in cinema mm. and yeah, but uh, it's an important quote, I think. It is. And I think it's, uh, I think all of these to an extent are maybe more important than some people maybe would have even given them credit for at the time yeah. because it's it shows they're like little time capsules. I was about to say, it's a glimpse into the mindset of society of, of the time yeah. and the kind of conversations that were happening at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, another one here to talk about the wireless. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is the ironic. Wi- uh, yeah, for us, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Associates of the Commercial Radio and Television Pioneer, David Sarnoff, <laughs> uh, who are responding well, to his call for investment in 
the radio of all things you know the thing we're broadcasting on right now yeah. if you're listening live um, this quote is great uh, the wireless music box has no imaginable commercial commercial value who would pay for a message sent to no one in particular that's bizarre isn't it really strange flash forward to two people in their 20s and 2019 sending messages yeah. to no one in particular full careers in radio <laughs> Our career is sending messages to people who, <laughs> like, to nobody uh, to in nobody particular. To nobody in particular. Or, well, you could look at it as to nobody in particular, or you could look to, look at it as to everybody. Yes. I think that's a much nicer way. Yeah. It's for oh, no, all we're y'all. sending it to you. Yeah, you. We're sending it to you. You know who you are. <laughs> Pointing at my phone. <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. Like, And then to think that how far it's moved since mm. then, you know, it's still such a big medium. Yeah. Somehow, you know, like realistically in this day and age, I think radio is amazing that it really? still exists in the way it does. Oh, I feel like it was a bit of an underdog. Yeah. Like, you know, we say about like cinema, cinema, like pe- like cinema dying out, like with the mindset that we have now, seeing what cinema has like survived, it's like, of course, it's like, it's not going anywhere. Mm. Like, but with radio, it's just like, oh, well, I mean, like, there's podcasting now and lots of different things. But there's still, like, I think there will always be a place for radio. Yeah, there will, yeah. I could be a little yeah. bit biased, but... <laughs> well, I, yeah, no, I reckon you're right. I, no, I think, because radio does tend to grow. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's changed a lot since the original radio. Yeah. Like, the, since original radio shows, like pirate-type radio, things like that. Like, there will, I feel like there will always be a demand for something radio-esque. More than likely, mm. you know, I definitely I'd, I'd agree with you there. Yeah. Um, now moving on to cinema again, when mm. we talk about big uh, movie studios and stuff like that, yeah. I reckon that Warner Brothers is definitely one of the first big ones that yep. comes to mind for people. Mm-hmm. But interesting to know that H. M. Warner, who was the co-founder of Warner Brothers, was not didn't <laughs> have a lot of faith in talkies um, or you know wow. non-silent films. Quoting him, he said, "Who the hell wants to hear actors talk?" Wow, <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> who wants to hear actors talk? Uh, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> People who don't read things as fast. Yeah. <laughs> who the hell? Like, imagine that. Like, I think there was a time when not only was were actors not speaking in films, but mm. people thought genuinely thought that no one would want to hear it. Yeah, like what was that's what you had radio for? Yeah. <laughs> that was where you heard people. You hear people on radio. You see people on a movie. Yeah. But then and again, they were more like there was a lot more going into like the performance. I mean, like there was dance numbers every five seconds in yeah. every movie. Like, I get tired just watching those old movies. (laughs) I'm just like, woof. I need a break. (laughs) I need a protein bar. (laughs) From my couch. (laughs) From your couch, yeah, exactly. Um, While we're sort of on the topic as well, we'll just move straight on to the next one just so you have it. Just for context, that last quote was uh, from 1927. So a few years later, nearly 20 years later, uh, in 1946, the Daryl Zanuck, 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 I think. Zanuck, he sounds yeah. like an alien. Um, <laughs> it was a movie producer for 20th Century Fox, another, yeah, another one of big the, big, the big names, um, commenting on television. Now, a lot of people back then in the movie industry didn't like TV, TV. because they, they were they were scared of it. Yeah. yeah, They thought it was like, why would anybody want to go pay like over the odds to go buy popcorn and stuff and mm. sit in a movie cinema when they can sit at home and watch them? Yeah, uh, so there might be a bit of bias in his comment here. But he said, television won't last. People will soon get tired of staring at a plywood box every night. And what <laughs> do you know? We did. And we start we making them out of plastic instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was half right. He was half right. Like, no one, we don't, I don't know anybody who now sits and stares at a plywood box every no. night. 
But don't you know, like, there is probably some, like, <clears throat> triple K, super HD... Hipster man. Magic TV. <laughs> in like, wood. That's, yeah, that's about, like, 20 foot wide. But... It looks like one of the old retro TV, and it's aimed at the hipsters. It's yeah. just it's just a hipster TV. Yeah, that does sound like the most hipster TV ever. Yeah, um, we kind of fly through a couple more days, so we have time to go on to something else after this. But uh, this one cracks me up every time I read it. Uh, the quote is: "There is no reason for any individual to have a computer in his home." Wow. This is in 1977. It was Ken Olsen who was the president, chairman and founder of Digital Equipment Corporation. And it was about only, what, <coughs> 12 years? 10, 12, Not, 11 or 12 years yeah. later that the internet was invented. It's kind of a thing, yeah. Yeah. And by the 90s, people were starting to have computers in their house. Yeah. You know, like, uh, it was becoming a normal thing. Like, I was born in 92 and I don't remember there not being com- a computer in my mm. house. Like... I rem- oh, in fact I remember I, I remember being a two year old playing in the big gateway box. It was it was like a cow print on the on the box and my friend who's the same age as me did the exact same thing. Like before we knew each other. But she brought up the cow gateway box and I was like, oh, I played in the cow gateway box too <laughs> This is a, nothing to do with computers, it's just they have cows and they they got a gateway for the cow and they came in a box. So Yeah, uh, yeah. Not gateway computer. <laughs> no, 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 it was just it was a cow gateway. <laughs> 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 um, but the last one we're going to go to here and if you want to read a bit more into these by the way we uh, were looking at uh, we found these on boardpanda.com they had a, a, an article talking about this so if you want to go and look into these a little bit more go have a read there but uh, the last one that they posted on this was uh, talking about again internet related stuff it was Clifford Stahl who, was a new, who had a Newsweek article entitled The Internet? Bah! <laughs> um, and the quote is this is 1995 right? Yeah Get this into your head. The truth is, no online database will replace your daily newspaper. Oh. How cute. Oh, that's sad. (laughs) Oh, my friend. And I mean, like, it hasn't completely replaced. No. You can still get paper newspapers. But I feel like... I know. To be honest, I don't think there's going to become a time where we don't have paper newspaper no, I think well, there will well, no, eventually yeah. yes there will be of course but like in the next like it's not going to happen in the next 20 years or something because I do but I mean look at records People, yeah but it's different I think but like I do feel like there will be that niche they won't be as common no and like maybe you'll have to like have some kind of subscription I reckon there'll be one paper There'll be one newspaper that ends up outlasting the rest of them. Yeah. And that will become the one paper. Or maybe it'll be two because people will get their news from right One broadsheet, one tabloid. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, I reckon there'll be a very small few. Yeah. Or newspapers will start doing a thing where you can order it. Oh, no, there's no point in ordering it online. You need it on the day. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that's no, they, they send it to you, like... Yeah, that's yeah, true. Actually, yeah, we're we're starting to get to the point now where next day or even same day delivery is pretty common. So we yeah. get we get the newspaper delivered every day. Do you? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, me, my dad, <laughs> my yeah, dad gets so maybe it delivered there will every day. Be things like that. Maybe there will be a small number of newspapers that continue. Yeah. But I, I personally, I don't see the need. Like I think again, it's kind of the ritual, like the same sort of reason why book you still have books and Kindles. Yeah. Like it's a it's a similar kind of thing. Like I mean. For convenience sake, um, e-readers should completely be outlasting books. I mean, yeah. like, they're so convenient. Like, you just download your book, done, done and dusted, two seconds. 
but there's still a massive market for the physical book. Like, Having your coffee in the morning with your newspaper yeah, is a big thing. Yeah. You know, like that is... And like, the, it's it's a ritual. It's it's what you do. And then it could be turned into a tradition yeah, tw- sort of thing. Through the family. Yeah, like... I think I just uh, have There's a lot thing. of nostalgia steeped in things. For, I think we have, we're in a generation, I suppose, as well, where... And I've definitely fallen into this, where the convenience of modern news mm. stuff... Like, I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is... And I mentioned this quickly last week and I'm going to be really annoyed if this whole Article 13 thing causes this to be a problem in the future because it sounds like it might. Um, but Google News, yeah. where you get just a few stories and it throws a few stories at you that it knows you'd be interested in. Yeah. That's how I start my morning, every morning. And that it'll be two true. or three articles. I just have a read through them. It takes me a few minutes to read through them. Yeah. That's my equivalent to getting up and looking at the newspaper. Yeah. It's a few stories. They're curated. They're what they know. Maybe that'll be the future. Maybe some subscription company because these things are coming out (gasps) curated newspapers because that's how stuff is kind of living on and surviving now I think Um, they're creating personalised versions of things yeah and to an extent (coughs) in the type of newspapers that you do buy it's it's not exactly personalised to you but you you're choosing a certain newspaper based on how you like your articles what you want to read like the, the the different brands of newspapers highlight different stories because they're geared to a certain demographic. Mm. So you're already falling into that kind of not personalized, as I said, because like it's it's not personalized. But you're fa- you're falling into a category of like a, a stereotype or a subgenre yeah. kind of thing mm. by choosing the paper that you choose. When you think of it like that. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Mm. It will be. And yeah. I think uh, that was an interesting little look down, look, look at the history of uh, people making very inaccurate uh, predictions. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, it was great. I, I, I love looking at that kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, what I think would be, uh, <coughs> excuse me, what I think would be kind of cool to do, Just f- I'm going to look at two in particular, just because there's two things I wanted to highlight in terms of predictions people got right. Oh, yeah. Um, this first one is incredible. Uh, I was looking at a, an article I found on the Business Insider and they were mm-hmm. talking about this. And it was, um, this is from 1863. Um, there was only 60 elements known at the time on the yeah. periodic table. And a Russian chemist designed uh, a periodic table that predicted the weights and properties of the missing uh, elements, which is more than 40 different elements, almost exactly. No way. His predictions were almost exactly right. Um, Dmitry Mendeleev, and there mm-hmm. is uh, an element now named after him, Mendelevium. Good! I'm yeah. glad so he got something. He got a thing. Was he alive when it happened? I actually don't know. That's oh, one thing I'm not sure. I really hope but, so. But um, yeah, he foresaw the addition of these other things on the table and he made a lot of, as I said, the properties and the weights of the, the different elements he correctly, pretty close anyway, yeah. uh, pretty much correctly predicted. Wow. Like that's unreal. Like, yeah. think about how complicated something like that actually is. Uh, and I know I was going to say, I said I was going to say two, but it's actually three because this <laughs> one's also cool. Uh, Jules Verne mm-hmm. uh, predicted the Apollo moon landing. Oh. Uh, almost 100 years before Apollo 11, he wrote a book oh uh, about humankind's first trip to the moon. Uh, it was called From the Earth to the Moon. Um, and even in that, he knew the rocket would take off from Florida. He got what? the name of the ship correct. What? Uh, the correct number of astronauts. Well, now, did they, did somebody who like was associated well, yeah, with the moon like... yeah, they possibly, maybe yeah, they stole his name. Yeah, yeah. But the correct number of astronauts 
where it would launch from. I doubt they decided where it would launch from based, yeah. based on a book. So yeah. that was a prediction. The name could have been something they took from yeah. his book. Um, correct number of astronauts. But also the feeling of weightlessness that they would experience. You have to remember this is 1865. Mm. They had no way of knowing how gravity worked in space. He assumed that people would be weightless in space and he was right. That's amazing. Isn't what? that mad? Because when I saw the top of the article, it said 1865 and... I, my head kind of corrected it to 1965 because mm. I was like four years isn't that great a prediction mm. yeah. like they're, they're, the space years. race was well underway like <laughs> try 104 yeah. <laughs> um, oh this is another good one too there's too many good ones here <laughs> I'm kind of like we're completely run out of time um, <gasps> another one a story that uh, predicted the sinking of the Titanic yeah. in 1890, 1898 similar kind of a situation um, it was a, a book that was written. The book even had the word Titan in it, which is crazy. It was Futility or the Wreck of the Titan. Um, and it detailed a large ship that crashed into an iceberg and sunk. Wow. And at the time in the book, it was the largest ship that had ever sailed, just like the Titanic. It was oddly accurate. We are in a simulation. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this is the other one. Right, they're doing this one and then the other one. Because the other one is something I want you guys to look up. And I'm going to get you to look it up too Ooh. when you're finished homework. the show. Because this is cool. You've got I homework. Got that um, <laughs> 1909, Nikola Tesla. I'm a, I'm a Tesla person. I like Tesla. Mm. Uh, he predicted personal wireless devices. And um, this is a quote from him. Right, you have to get, get, this, get your head around this. This is a quote from 1909 from Nikola Tesla. It will soon be possible to transmit wireless messages, messages all over the world so simply that any individual can own and operate his own apparatus. See, it's stuff like these types <coughs> of predictions that I'm like, travel, like space travel, not space travel, time travel is 100% a thing. You cannot be uh, that <laughs> on the nose. Excuse me, 1909. Just very clever man. Mm. Like, that, that's all that yeah, was. Yeah, very clever man who knows how to time travel. But this is your homework, right? Ooh. There was, back in 1993, mm-hmm. there was a set of ads that were put out there. You can find them all as one um, kind of a collection of videos. If I think of it, I'll stick it in the video description. I'm not going to lie, there's a chance I'll forget. Um, but it, Or in the, the podcast description. But uh, <clears throat> the ad basically is, it's an ad for AT&T, which is an American mobile, or they're not just mobile, I think they're just a phone company. Yeah. And the campaign was called You Will. It's crazy like you watch the ads and like it's a series of different ads and it's a load of predictions for like in the future you'll be able to do this and it will be AT&T that'll provide it like they had a big famous tagline for it and stuff but there's like a thing you can see the picture of it there it's 1993 a guy using what is a modern day tablet sitting on a beach and he's using a tablet with a stylus so that sorry I thought that picture was like a really grainy just a picture of an iPad no no no, this This is from 1993 wow Um, it's one of those things I'm not there's very little point in me sitting here and kind of uh, going through the the trailer but there's videos of guys like dissecting it and stuff like that and um, there's like a scene in it I can't I'm I'm trying to find it as I'm sitting here and I can't there's no point in me doing it now Um, but there's like guys sitting and they're looking at a TV actually here it's coming up now yeah. like that's a modern looking TV yes. it's a very modern widescreen TV but and they select their movie like we ha- we don't have the audio on here but they select their movie yeah. and it's like oh what genre and they're like oh sci-fi and they pick a sci-fi movie from a massive list of sci-fi movies and it's like this is Netflix that's 
That's so Basically, weird. exactly predicted. Big widescreen TVs mounted on a wall. And it wouldn't mind, but the like the kids in the in the video, they run up to the TV like to touch. Like we have like that touchscreen. Yeah, but um, we have we have the next step above that. We have that like sensor thing where you don't even have to touch it. You like like wave at the screen. And yeah. it's like, oh, I know what to do. And like video calls, they're talking. They have video calls on it. They have this woman sitting on a bus with what is exactly a modern smartphone. And she is, and look at it. I'm like, you won't believe it if you see it. It's that crazy. If you've oh. never seen these ads, anyone who's American and was around in the nineties has probably seen these ads because yeah. they were very well known. But um, she's sitting there with what is. You cannot get away from the fact it's a modern day tablet. Ooh. She has it in her, her phone. Uh, she has it in her hand. Like I'd say, a good, you know, like a, a decent sized one, like nearly yeah. a tablet. Um, and she's doing her turning the lights on in her house oh. on the phone, which you can do you now. Can do um, there's loads of stuff in the video that you'll find yourself watching going oh my god we can do that oh my god that's real oh my god oh oh uh, uh. and actually kind of it might be nice to see it and be like oh we are in the future yeah because like, like I still get those kind of moments every now and then where I'm just like that's so futuristic yeah so, like, to be honest it's been happening a lot in the last five years or so because I mean like I I had the original DS and that touchscreen blew my mind mm-hmm. I was 11 and I was like oh my god I have a piece of plastic and it's touching the screen <laughs> like that mind blown and yeah. the fact that I could use it while playing a game and they're like, using touch screens we're, lo- we're kind of still looking at it in front of us mm-hmm. as we're here but like people using touch screens as you said like. but I mean like even looking back like the touch screen that was on a, on the original DS rubbish in yeah. comparison now like you had to like stab it with the stylus <laughs> yeah it was one of those crappy resistive yeah. touch screens yeah. that are kind of nasty and now like I mean you'd accidentally brush off your phone and it's just like do you want to call someone no I don't <laughs> Leave want me to alone. call someone <laughs> I will tell you when I want to call someone yeah. I'm your master phone <laughs> exactly I will literally call you to call somebody I will ask you oh, you will be spoken speak exa- when you're spoken to exactly we're going to have this with phones speak when you're spoken to yeah Oh. Um, ah, it's just, it's crazy. Like, it we're is. living it's really weird. in a crazy world. Um, but, <laughs> bit of Aslan now. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, this guy, he's like, he has a modern laptop. He's like sitting there working, doing a conference call on a modern laptop. Oh my like, God. It's crazy. It, it, it honestly looks like an ad somebody made now yeah. that's supposed to look like it was made in the 90s, predicting stuff. That's yeah. how accurate some of it is. It's like The Simpsons. Like, have it. Have anybody, have you looked up all these like predictions that the Simpsons have done? Scary. Things the Simpsons got right. Yeah. Yes, they weren't even predictions at the time. They're just scary, scary, scary um, coincidences. Coincidences. But uh, there you have it. Anyway, we have blown through the show today. Uh, Thanks again to Vicky for coming in earlier and speaking to us about the event going on, the Dublin Makers event. Yeah, that sounds Uh, amazing. That sounds incredible. Again, if you want to get your, um, your, application in the deadline is the 1st of May so mm-hmm. get it in by the 1st of May and uh, you go to Dublin Maker website you'll find all the information there just even Google Dublin Maker you'll find it straight away yeah. uh, they're all they're on Facebook and all the social medias as well as are we Facebook Genius Hack Twitter Instagram, Instagram Genius underscore Hack 925 and Twitter is Genius Hack 925 um, you'll find us there I have been Sean. I have been Ola. And you have been listening to Genius Hack. I have been tired. You have been, we've both been quite tired. But you seem tired. <laughs> but uh, we're both tired. We're both going to go home. Have a good week. <laughs> have a good week. We will see you guys next week. And hopefully we'll have our predictions for the future too. <laughs> see you. Take care.